you're listening to the Viper Network. I'm your host, Viper Bob. Today's show, I have a special guest here. Um, his name is Ron. And let me plug him in here. Hello, Ron. You there? I am. There you are. Okay. And you are... Uh, you want you are a caregiver, correct? Yes, I was. Um, my wife passed away in 2011. But prior to that, um, before her, uh, she had pulmonary interstitial pulmonary fibrosis. Okay, and the question um, I have here is: a lot of people want to know what uh, we're talking about. Uh, PF and IPF. Um, let them know a little bit about what you did, what your wife went through, sir. Uh, in January of 2009, she was uh, diagnosed with uh, interstitial pulmonary fibrosis, which uh, certainly um, basically kind of floored us uh, because it was so... Um, so random. Uh, she went to the doctors and basically, and they they said that she should go see a pulmonologist because they heard some things in her lungs. However, she didn't feel sick. She didn't feel like she was having a problem breathing. Uh, they just heard something in her lungs. And so, um, pulmonary fibrosis is, is that much of a hidden disease. That disease it just hides and lingers in there um, until it. it it, it manifests itself to the point where uh, maybe you know or you don't know that something's going on with your lungs. Uh, so if, you know, if, if people are having difficulty breathing, if they're having coughing issues, uh, certainly get your doctor to check that and uh, have them refer you to a pulmonologist and get checked for pulmonary fibrosis. It's such a, a devastating disease. But in 2009, when she was diagnosed, um, she actually felt fine. It wasn't until it manifested itself at the end of uh, that year in December, where she was having a very difficult uh, time breathing, just walking from the living room to the kitchen to go get, you know, a cup of coffee or something to that effect. Um, and she would lose her breath. Uh, so I said to her, I said, I think it's time for you to get checked up again. She ended up going to the doctor's. And they immediately uh, put her in the hospital uh, because her uh, blood ox level was at 60%, when it should be in the mid-90s normally. Um, From that point on, uh, again, she ended up at Mass General Hospital uh, with diagnosis. And they immediately, uh, as bad as it was for her at that point in time, immediately put her on 24-hour-day oxygen and... um, we discussed at that point in time whether or not it was um, appropriate to see if she would be tested for a belong transplant. Very difficult decision that we had to make, uh, and we had long conversation uh, about that, uh, whether or not she should or should not go through with a lung transplant. Um, but during the time that she was sick, 
uh, you know, she could not cook. She could not get anywhere near the stove. We had a gas stove, not an electric stove. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was mobile. She would get around. Um, you know, it's not it, at that point in time she wasn't that bad that off, um, and she never really did get that bad off. I've actually been around some people who were. Uh, you know, put in hospice because they got to the point where you know they they need to be cared for, and they couldn't be uh, they couldn't move or walk around at all. But uh, but she was never that way. Um, Mary Lou was very very good about getting around and doing all. She did her housework. Uh, she had a fifty foot hose on a oxygen right um, um, an oxygen machine, mm-hmm. and she would you know walk around the house and do things normally. You know, she'd have to take breaks now and again. She felt like she was getting short of breath, uh, but she was a trooper. She really, really did well. And um, you know, we together kind of took took care of the house for the next almost year and a half until June of 2011, when she was uh, called for a transplant, um, and she went into Mass General Hospital uh, for that transplant, double lung transplant. Um, which ended up very well. She uh, she came out of the uh, surgery very well and remained in the hospital for a little while and had some difficulty uh, getting back on her feet and it was taking a while. Um, ultimately, it's not the pulmonary fibrosis that she died from. She died from a, a small um, spot on her lung, one of the new lungs that ended up cancer. And her immune system was so depleted from the transplant and all the drugs that she was taking post-transplant that uh, she never was able to uh, come out of the hospital. And she passed away in December of 2011. Again, my my condolences. Uh, She sounded like a wonderful trooper, a wonderful person. Um, I wish I could have had a chance to talk with her. the other thing uh, is that not everyone, uh, not everyone, feels the same uh, with PFIPF. It, it's not uh, one person feels this. It's not. It's not a general thing. Um, there are people that have other problems um, arising from uh, taking other medications and so forth. Um, again, this, uh, you started up a, uh, website, uh, and I'm, I'm, please let us, uh, let us know about that. That's, I think it's wonderful. Yes, we did. We were, um, so, uh, I guess put put aside by this whole pulmonary fibrosis thing that we, of course, we did a lot of research. Uh, with the internet today, you just get on the internet and go find out all about pulmonary fibrosis. Mm-hmm. We found out about the, the the type of disease it is. No cure. Uh, Forty thousand people die of it yearly. There's an estimated five hundred thousand people who are, who are unknown to um, have pulmonary fibrosis uh, over at any one time uh, around the United States, and um, that prompted us a little bit to kind of like. Um, try to understand it a little bit more and 
bring out the awareness of pulmonary fibrosis. That was the biggest issue, how unaware we were of what this disease was and how devastating it is. Um, and as we began to speak with our family and speak with our friends, and um, they were asking the same question, what's pulmonary fibrosis? We started thinking, wait a minute, there's, a, there's too many people who don't know about this disease, and we need to get some information out there. So we created a... Okay, again, we've had some difficulties uh, today. Um, I'll see if I can get somebody to get him back online. Um, let's see. This number rolls up again. And I'm sorry for uh, the inconvenience, folks, but that's technology for you. This is Viper Bob. Sorry, Bob. I think we cut off. That's uh, okay. I, I was just explaining. That's technology for you. <laughs> yeah, <there it> is. <laughs> I've <laughs> had uh, I've had problems all day today. Um, yeah, but I'm on myself. I'm, I'm my no home. I'm <laughs> no stranger to to that. Uh, uh, a lot of people get upset. I I just look and go, okay, <laughs> uh, let's re yeah. restart, restart. Um, okay. But as you were saying um, about your website. Uh, yes. Uh, about the foundation as well. We called our foundation the Second Wind Foundation for Pulmonary Fibrosis. Second Wind. And okay. Second Wind, you know, almost like uh, another breath, the second breath. Beautiful. Um, and uh, we, we have a, a dove in a cloud that is our, kind of our symbol, our logo. Uh, and it's about, you know, uh, being, being able to breathe, you know, and hopefully finding, um, uh, helping with research and finding, you know, uh, a cure for this disease. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we established the website, we established a Facebook page, and we, you know, developed a board of individuals and began to uh, create uh, events and put information out about pulmonary fibrosis and um, try to spread the information as far and as wide as we possibly can, almost like what you're doing here, Bob, with this with this blog and this newscast. Um, it's uh, it's it's great that that we we have these things available so that we can put this information out Absolutely. about what pulmonary fibrosis is doing to people today. Absolutely, um, so. that's that's one of one of the goals uh, here. Uh, at the Viper Network, at my network, is that to get people involved, such as you, uh, and not just because of, uh, of your website, but because of the awareness, you w we just want to get this out there. Uh, this is something that uh, I was asked a while back ago, why? Uh, why are you doing this? And truthfully, it's been hidden, folks. Uh, it's an unknown, uh, just as just as Ron has said, and and he's he's absolutely right. Um, but 
I'm here to tell you uh, it is real. Uh, I have it. Uh, I have PF. I've had it for six years now. I'm on 24 hours uh, a day oxygen, uh, two liters. Uh, I'm on my machine at night. I'm on different things throughout the day, different meds. And um, yeah, uh, it's scary. Uh, sometimes uh, it scares me. And it's okay. Uh, I want to let you know that if you know that, you know, you know that your pulmonologist has told you you have this, you have friends. You're not alone out there. Okay? Ron, everyone else that I know of will be more than glad to talk to you. The PF Foundation, the Fibrosis Foundation, would love to talk to you. Just a phone call away. You can get on Facebook and search them up. Look up fibrosis and you'll pull up a whole section of individual people and groups. And, and they're more than willing to talk to you. And again, I appreciate you calling and uh, giving your time, sir. No problem. Anytime, sir. I, I would. Uh, if there's anything, I would love to if come there, on again. There's one question. If there's anything that you would like to get out there, what would that be? I guess uh, for everybody to understand how devastating the disease is, um, and how unaware we are of the, the symptoms of the disease. Um, as in um, Mary Lou's case, my wife's case, uh, she had no clue that she had pulmonary fibrosis whatsoever. And even when she was diagnosed, she never uh, felt like she was sick. She didn't feel like she had a lack of um, the ability to breathe. She had ha she had, had uh, pneumonias in the past, and she was also chronic bronchitis, but um, we're not sure exactly what the cause of um, her pulmonary fibrosis or uh, doctors have told me that they don't know what the root cause of that disease is, period. It could be a number of different things. Uh, it could be environmental. It could be genetic. Uh, so that they're, they're, um, they're, they're still not quite sure what the, what the causes are. So uh, if you feel like you're, you've got a little bit of a cough or you're having some difficulty breathing, I think that the message would be get it checked. And if your doctor seems to feel uh, like like you're not, um, like they don't know what it is or it, it, it's nothing, ask for a referral to a pulmonologist and go to a pulmonologist and get checked because the, the specialist will know uh, much better than a general practitioner about whether or not uh, the cough or the lack of breathing that you're having trouble with is pulmonary fibrosis or not. But I guess, is, uh, I guess the, the, the other thing you, that, that I want to add into that is this. 
if you're worried about maybe the pulmonologist uh, telling you that they don't know, you can always, always get a second opinion from a different pulmonologist. Um, Absolutely. I've run into so many people that have changed their pulmonologist just because the fact that this particular pulmonologist, he may be wonderful and he may be good, but he may not be on the, what they call the cutting edge. And you need somebody to uh, listen to you and not just listen to one thing and move, move you along. Uh, they need to take time with you. And it's, it's your life and you have to take control of it. And sometimes you have to take the bull by the horns. And cost, well, yes, they do cost. But most doctors and most professionals work with you on a case-to-case -case basis. And it's well worth that 10 or $15 a month or whatever you can afford to get that checked, to catch it before it gets worse, to find out. And that's what we're here for, ladies and gentlemen. That's our message today. Sir, I'm so happy to have you on my show, and I, I look forward to getting you on some, uh, maybe, again, on another show with, uh, with, with myself and uh, maybe with some others. And I, uh, I would thoroughly enjoy it. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, but I think... Uh, I think I'd be I'd very happy to come back on. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. Well, sir, you have a wonderful afternoon. Um, just stay with me for a little bit. Uh, and I'll be with you in just a moment, okay? Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Viper Network. And thank you for listening.